Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. Good morning, everyone. I wanted to, uh, first of all, thank the elders for the invitation they have extended to me through Brother Costa. I know Fabrizio was very instrumental. And um, I had one Sunday left that I wanted to really, I've been here with my wife, who is sitting next to Amalia there, uh, for the last five weeks. We usually come twice a year to Cyprus and um, God has given us a burden for this island. We do believe that Cyprus is uniquely positioned, not just geographically but spiritually, and has a divine destiny and purpose from God the Father. And we want to be part of what God is doing on the island of Cyprus. And we would like to invest spiritually as well as materially into the work of God and into the church that resides on the island. There is only one church in Cyprus. Amen? Uh, we may have different views on certain things. But when God looks at the island, he only sees one church and one people and one body. And so I'm glad that we are here this morning to deliver the word. And I pray that the Lord has guided me accurately this morning in what I wanted to share with you. I want to talk about a particular key to spiritual maturity. One of the things that is common in our churches, and that is, I find it a common phenomena in wherever I travel, is that many believers come into the kingdom. They're born again. They have experienced the grace of God. They have understood the forgiveness of their sins, who they are in Christ. But as they come into the kingdom, they remain at the door. They never go any further. They do not press into God's heart to experience and receive from Him revelation, knowledge, and understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom. In other words, they remain spiritual babes. And you know, a spiritual babe is just like a natural baby, always dependent on someone else. Someone else to pray for them, someone else to do the battles they're going through, someone else to uh, confide into. They have not grown in their personal relationship with the Lord. And so I want to talk about one particular key to spiritual growth. And as a foundation, I want to use Mark's Gospel, chapter 7. So if you have your Bibles, turn there with me, please, and let's read together. Or maybe we can put it up on the overhead. Mark's Gospel, chapter 7. And we will be reading from verse 31 to 35 
from the New King James Version. Mark 7, 31 through to 35. And again, this is the Lord Jesus, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. As I was meditating on this portion of scripture a number of months ago, I heard the Spirit of God say these words, which I am going to repeat them to you, just as I heard them in my spirit. The Lord said, many in my house, son, are deaf to my voice, and many are unable to speak and communicate life. They can hear the voice of man, but they are unable to hear my voice. They can speak and converse about many things in life, and that is natural things. But when it comes to speak about spiritual things, their tongue is tight and unable to speak about the things of God. They need ministry in private, so that the ears may be opened and their tongue may be loosed in order for them to receive life as well as communicate life through their speech. Now, I believe that two of the most important and necessary functions of the disciple of Christ is the ability to hear from God and the ability to communicate life in the Spirit. The ability to hear what the Spirit is saying and to communicate through our speech or through our words life in the Spirit. If for one reason or another these functions have been impaired in our lives and in our walk with God, either through compromise or through sin, through lukewarmness, and unable to function, then the disciple becomes ineffective in the kingdom of God. Because if you can't hear, then you cannot speak. Usually in the natural, people who cannot hear have an impediment in their speech. So if we cannot hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us or saying to the church, then we will be unable to communicate to the world what God is saying at this particular hour. There is a prophetic message that God is communicating not only to the church, but also to the world. 
And we as disciples of Christ need to hear and understand what God is saying and communicate that very word of life to those around us. Would you agree with that? Amen? The Bible says that we need to understand the seasons and the times we are living in. And we need to hear accurately from the Spirit and be able to interpret what God is saying and communicate that word to those around us. Now, we're not speaking about physical senses here, physical hearing or physical sight, but we are speaking about spiritual senses. The Bible says that we are primarily spirit beings. We have been born again and made new creations in Christ Jesus. Amen? If any man be in Christ, he is what? He is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now, our spirit man has eyes and ears, just as our physical body has eyes and ears. We have physical hearing and physical sight so that we can function in this physical world. But God has also given us another set of eyes. Often we call it the eyes of faith. Amen? That's why Jesus often said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. He wasn't referring to physical hearing. Everybody had ears on their heads. But not everybody was able to hear what God or what the Lord was communicating. So we are speaking about spiritual senses here. The writer to the Hebrew believers said the following concerning our spiritual senses. In Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11 we read, And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. So, in another translation, in the Amplified, it says it this way. Concerning this, we have much to say, which is hard to explain, since you have become dull in your spiritual hearing, and sluggish, even slothful in achieving spiritual insight. The writer to the Hebrews was writing to these believers that have been believers for many years. In fact, he says to them, you ought to be teachers by now, but you have need that someone else teach you again the very principles of the doctrine of Christ. They've become dull of hearing. They were not perceptive. They were not hearing what the Spirit is saying. And as a result, they remained in the same place for many years. They were not growing spiritually. They were not maturing in the Spirit. They were not receiving fresh revelation and understanding of what God was communicating to them. So these Hebrew believers lost their sense of hearing according to the Scripture. And because of it, they could not attain to spiritual maturity. Now, as I say, this is a common phenomenon. 
in the body of Christ where believers have stopped growing. And not only that, but they have not, they, they do not receive fresh revelation from the Spirit of God. Fresh understanding, fresh word. Remember the children of Israel in the desert, they received fresh manna every day. Jesus said, we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is a daily thing. This is a daily walk. Faith comes. How? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. We ought to be able to hear the Lord every day, every morning as we go out about our business being led and guided by the Spirit of God. Therefore, it's very important that our spiritual ears are open and in tune to what the Spirit is saying. Amen? Many times the Spirit of God would warn you of certain things. Other times He would show you things to come in your own life, preparing you for a different change or season that's coming in your life. If you're not intu intuitive or in tune with the Spirit, you're going to miss it. That is why so often we find believers, good, wonderful Christian people, terrible things happen to them, either on the road or in their business, making foolish mistakes because they're not able to hear and receive the wisdom of what the Spirit is communicating at that particular time. Are you with me? It is not just the written word, it is the living word within us, speaking, giving us direction, wisdom, revelation, showing us things to come and guiding you into your life's purpose and destiny. There are certain things the written word of God will not tell you. It doesn't reveal to you which city you're going to live, which church you're going to be part of, which school you're going to send your children to. But the Spirit is the one who communicates those finer details in our daily lives. Amen? The Word becoming flesh, giving us direction, insight, revelation and understanding. So, these believers, they were unable to hear God. And anyone who's had his spiritual hearing damaged or unable to hear, they can't hear God direct or receive revelation from God or from the Spirit of God. And as a result, their speech or the words are not spiritual. Now, they will repeat what the pastor said. My pastor said this. My pastor said that. And I've heard many times believers. My pastor said that. They will quote what they read in a book. You know, I read this wonderful book and, and uh, this is what I read and this is what that book said or the writer. But, you know, they are unable to say what the Spirit of God says. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hearing direct, deep down on the inside of you. Receiving revelation, understanding. Having the, 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 the wisdom to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So the writer goes on to say to these believers, 
in Hebrews 5 verse 12 through to 14 he says to them for though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the very principles of the oracles of God and you have come to need milk and not solid food for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but solid food belongs to those who are of full age or mature that is those who by reason of use have their senses spiritual senses exercised to discern both good and evil that's why many times we fall into deception we fall into the traps of the enemy because our senses have not been exercised to that extent where we are able to discern between good and evil discern is this a trap or is this the Lord amen many believers are falling prey into deception in our day deception is running rampant in the church but there is no discernment to discern the error to discern the deception and to combat it amen now in the church today by and large and I'm speaking not just I'm speaking generally when I say the church I'm speaking generally we go over and over again the same things milk and more milk teaching again and again as the word says the first principles of the oracles of God which are the foundational principles of the doctrine of Christ and they are recorded in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 repentance from dead works faith in the Lord Jesus Christ then he talks about the doctrine of baptisms baptism in water baptism in the spirit laying on of hands resurrection of the dead eternal judgment these are the foundational doctrines of Christ and if you don't have those you can't go any further amen so we continue teaching over the same foundational principles without going deeper into what scripture says the solid food or the meat of the word now What is the meat of the word? What is solid food? What is not milk? Scripture tells us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. So what is the meat of the word? What is solid food? It is wisdom from God. It is the mysteries of the kingdom of God. These mysteries become keys that opens doors, that solve problems, that provide solutions, not just for you personally, but keys that provide solutions for the community and even for a nation. We speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages 
for our glory. God has ordained wisdom to glorify the body of Christ. To lift the body of Christ as a city set on a hill. But we cannot be raised onto a city as a light unless we are mature. We leave the babyhood stage. We leave the elementary principles and we go deeper and deeper and deeper into the ocean of God's wisdom. That's what the writer is speaking about here. The meat of the word scripture refers to here is the wisdom and the hidden mysteries of the kingdom of God which God, the Bible says, ordained for our glory. Now, God has reserved this wisdom according to scripture for us. He's hiding it away for us and not from us. Why does he hide it away? So that your enemy and my enemy cannot get hold of it and use it against you. The Bible says if the princes of this age knew what they were doing when they crucified the Lord of glory, they would not have done it. They thought they won a major victory. They, they thought they managed to kill the Prince of Life. What they didn't know was that they were sealing their own doom and destruction. This was kept a secret in the wisdom of God and revealed now to the church. Not only that, but many other things God keeps hidden away, not from us, but for us. And he begins to communicate those keys of wisdom and revelation and understanding of solutions, solution to problems, things, uh, inventions, and all of that. He keeps them for his church. They belong to us. And the only way to get hold of them is to grow up and leave the milk. Amen? And get into the meat of the Word of God. Paul goes on to say that these hidden mysteries can only be received by those who have an ear to hear and ability to hear in the Spirit. Now, Take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Let's stop here for a moment. The things that God has prepared for you and I and for the church as a whole cannot be discerned with physical and natural senses. You cannot see them with your eyes physically and you cannot hear those things with your ears. You cannot feel them. You cannot reason them because it has never entered into the mind of man, the Bible says. So how are we going to get hold of them? Paul explains that when he says in verse 10, But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God and communicates them to you and I. 
How would you know what your destiny is unless the Spirit of God reveals it to you? How would you know what God's purpose is for your life, what God's purpose is for this church here? Unless the Spirit of God communicates that to you and shares that with you, you cannot know. Amen. I remember many years ago, as I spent time with the Lord in prayer, many times praying in the Spirit, waiting on God for hours, I would receive understanding and revelation what my future holds. I was not always a pastor or a preacher, I was a businessman. I ran my business with my wife, we were very successful minding my own business. But the more I sought God, the more I pursued His presence, and the more hungry I became concerning the deep things of God, then I began to see by revelation and understand that my purpose in life was not to be a businessman, was to be a minister of the gospel. So I was able to transition into that, how? By the revelation I received. I knew exactly when to sell my business. I knew exactly when to move out and step out by faith. I knew the country he was calling me to. Now, I could not read that in the scriptures that came by revelation of the Spirit through the wisdom of God. For the Bible says wisdom is profitable for direction. Wisdom is the principal thing. The Bible says you need three things in life to be successful. Wisdom, understanding and knowledge. Those things come by revelation. Christ builds his church on revelation knowledge. And when revelation knowledge stops flowing or we are unable to receive because we've become dull of hearing, then we will not grow. And ultimately, we cannot fulfill our destiny or purpose in life. Hello? You with me? Now, these things I'm talking to you, they're not milk. This is the meat. This is, this is wisdom from God. God has reserved wisdom for each and every one of you concerning your life, concerning your future, concerning your family. God does not want you to walk in the dark. Amen. He is light. He wants you to know. Knowledge is power. The Word of God says, My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Why do the people of God so often fall into captivity, into destruction, financial disasters, spiritual disasters, divorce? Why? For a lack of knowledge. So we need wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Here is the secret. God, the Bible says, reveals them unto us by His Spirit. Those things, those things that God prepared for you, those things that God prepared for this church. If you want to go any deeper in this house, you're going to have to dig deep into the heart of God to receive the wisdom of God and what God has in mind or had in mind when He put you people together here. It's not just so that you can come on Sunday and sing a few songs and go home. This church has a divine purpose, a divine calling from God. 
And you can only receive that from the Holy Spirit through revelation. Amen? Praise God. Now, only those who have ears to hear can get access to it. Those who have an ability to hear in the Spirit. Unless this ability to hear from the Spirit is restored to the believer, spiritual maturity is unattainable. You will remain in the same place all the years of your faith. Isn't that a tragedy? To be born again, to become a child of God and not fulfill your destiny because you are unaware of your gifts, your calling and your purpose in life. Most believers that I question, they do not know what their purpose in life is. They just have no clue. That's a tragedy, folks. You are not here by accident. You are here by divine purpose. God said to Jeremiah, before you, you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you came out of your mother's womb, I called you as a prophet to the nations. Wow. That tells me <laughs> that God was mindful of me long before I got here on this earth. And he brought two people together to bring me into this world. Not only that, but he already predetermined my purpose in life that he would call me to the nations long before I was born. And you know, I could have lived my life as a businessman, very happy with my family, making money, going on, going to church, reading my Bible and praying, and miss God altogether. That would be a tragedy. God deliver us from this. I look around me and I see in this room glorious destinies. Wonderful purposes given to you from God. Gifts, talents, resources. What's going to galvanize all those things and push you towards your destiny is divine wisdom and revelation from God. Why are you here? What did God have in mind when he called you and he gave you birth? And why did he call you here? Why did he call you into the vocation that you're in now? Now these are details that you can only receive from God. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. But it's not good. Only God knows that thoughts. I need to know them. I have plans for you, he says, to bless, to prosper you, and to give you peace, a hope and a future. And then goes down, the next verse says, and when you seek me, you will find out what those plans are. There's a general, folks, laziness in the body of Christ today. When it comes to spiritual things, we get very lazy and sluggish. We neglect prayer. And I'm not just talking mouthing words. I'm talking about searching for God and seeking God with your whole heart. And you shall seek me, the Lord says. And when you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. And when you find God, you find yourself. Most people don't know who they are. 
I heard so many people that are going out into the world to discover who they are. I don't need to go out into the world to find out who I am. I know who I am. The Bible tells me who I am. The Bible tells you who you are. And you don't need anyone to validate you because God has already validated you and called you his own beloved child. Amen. So, this type of ministry that opens ears and eyes takes place in private, folks, not in public. Notice how the Lord took this man aside from the crowd and there him and the man alone, he ministered to him. Now, and this is how the Lord ministers to us many times in private. He takes us away from the business of life from the noise all around us. Have you noticed that most people cannot remain silent and alone for a minute? They've got to have something going on, either the cell phone, the computer, the radio, noise, 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 noise. But God speaks to us in the silence of our souls. The Bible says, be still and know. Now it's easy to still the body, but it's not easy to still the mind. It takes discipline and exercise to wait on God patiently and not to leave your prayer closet unless God meets with you and shares the secrets of his heart with you. There are many things God wants to say to us. It's not that he stopped talking. We don't have the time to listen. Or we stop listening. There are things that only He can reveal to you. No pastor can do that. No human being, no father, no mother. Only the Spirit of God can minister those things to you and I. So this ministry takes place in private. And then God begins to minister to us as we silently wait, removing those things that block or bring an impediment to our hearing. Notice how Jesus said he put his finger in his ears. Oh, that we could hear the wonders of the Lord's voice. There's nothing like it. There is no substitute to hearing the Lord and to receiving ministry directly from the Spirit of God. You know, in the days when my marriage was in trouble, I recall I never went to my pastor or any counselor. I took my Bible, went into my prayer closet, and there I poured out my heart to God. He, His wisdom, His guidance, His direction rescued my marriage and my ministry. And every time I complained to him about my wife, he would always never take my side. Ever. He tells you the truth. And truth sometimes is painful. And when you begin to hear from God, really hear, there's only one thing you can do. Just fall on your face and cry out in repentance. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Anyway, 
And there alone with God, he begins to touch our ears and our eyes and our tongue is loosed. And we are able to speak life. The Bible says power and death is in the, the life and death is in the power of our words, of our tongue. Look, listen to what Isaiah 50 verse 4 and 5 says. This is one of my most favorable, favorable verses in the Bible. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning and he awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, neither nor did I turn away. You know, there's a ton of revelation in this couple of verses of Scripture. He said, God gave him the tongue of the learned. The tongue of the learned is a wise tongue. It is an instructed tongue so that he could speak life to those who are discouraged, to those who are weary, to those who are in pain, to those who are suffering, to those who need to be strengthened. And then he explains how he received this tongue. He says, morning by morning, the Lord awakens my ears to hear as one being taught. How many of us take the time to wait on God in the morning? I'm just talking about five minutes, ten minutes. You cannot grow that way. Are you listening to me? you're going to have to invest quality time in the presence of the Lord if you desire spiritual growth. If revelation knowledge is precious to you, what are you willing to pay for it? It's free, but it's costly. Morning by morning, he wakens my ears to hear as one being taught. And through that, he has given me the ability to speak words of life, words of strength and encouragement to everyone around. And this can only be done in private. Teaching and preaching in public cannot do it. Prayer in public will not do it. And it is there where you see things in the spirit that your natural eyes cannot see. It is there where you understand the purposes of God and the plans of God. God feeds us, nurtures us, admonishes us, comforts us, guides us through our ability to hear. And unless we are able to hear and receive life, we are unable to speak and communicate this life. How's your hearing? And what does your speech most of the time consist of? What is God communicating to you today? Do you desire spiritual maturity? 
Do you desire the wisdom of God and the deep things of the Spirit? It will always cost you something. It doesn't just fall on you and on me like ripe cherries off of a tree. It's going to take time in the presence of God. It's going to take meditation in the Word. It's going to take your own personal research and study. What is God saying? What is He communicating to me? What does He expect from me? What's my relationship like? Jesus said, and I conclude with this, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What does that mean? That means what you and I treasure in life, what we consider as valuable and treasure, our hearts end up wrapping itself around it. And if our relationship in the Lord is a treasure and valuable, we will begin to invest time, prayer, research, money. Amen. I recall in the earlier days, I would spend thousands of rands buying books and teachings, not just receiving direct revelation from God, but via through His vessels whom God has anointed to teach and to instruct us. It costs. Amen? And oftentimes, while we were in business, my wife would moan at me, says, you're neglecting the business, you're neglecting... What was I doing? I was studying the Word. I was praying. Business was not that important. My relationship was very important with the Lord. And when that suffers, folks, everything else in your life will suffer. If you're married, your marriage relationship will suffer. Your business will suffer. Your work will suffer. Your relationships, other than the Lord's, it will suffer. It is the foundation of living life in abundance. Let's pray. Can you stand with me, please, as we conclude? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word this morning. We thank you for the desire of your heart to take us deeper and deeper into the things of the Spirit. Lord, I pray this morning that you would anoint us with fresh hunger. Hunger not for natural things. Hunger not for the things of this world that passes away. But divine hunger for the things of the Spirit that we would pursue the things of the Spirit, that we would pursue a relationship with you, and we would build on it and grow from glory to glory and from faith to faith. Not for our sakes, Lord, but for the sake of the advance of your kingdom in this place and in this island. In Jesus' name we pray. Fill us afresh with your Spirit. Revive our hearts, revive our souls, and bring us to a place of fellowship and close intimacy with you. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name.
Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.